Good evening. Now, I just want to take a minute to welcome you to our annual Christmas festival here. Um, every year we've had the opportunity, I believe this is five years in a row, that we've had the opportunity to work with your children and to put on a Christmas show for you. Before we get started, I really want to explain to you, or I guess show you, how much work and effort your kids have put into this. Sometimes it's hard to see how serious the kids take things because, you know, you're not there when we practice in classes. You don't see all the teachers and volunteers who are participating. So we put together a little video for you to show you what it's been like during our rehearsals. And, uh, you know, one of the things that the video doesn't capture that, you know, I wish we could have gone into more detail on, but again, it would probably take too much time. It's just showing you how we're not just learning to sing up here. You know, we're learning about worship. We're learning about doing hard things, pushing through when it gets complicated, uh, not giving up when we're tired and we just want to go play. Uh, you know, singing our best when we feel at our worst. So your kids have learned a lot of life lessons through this, and it's been a pleasure and joy to teach them this year. So here's our video, and afterwards we're going to start with our twos, threes, and fours class.
Hearts waiting, waiting on the Savior. Come, oh come, Emmanuel. Give the prophets, speaking of the promise.
Baby.
So here is the synopsis. Ethan has a new brother, Michael. Only Michael's not a cute little bundle of joy. He's a pretty big kid, adopted, and a bit of an annoying trivia buff. When Michael starts busting some myths about Christmas to Ethan's friends, it causes quite a stir. Ethan, Lily, and Abby begin to wonder, were there more or less than three wise men? Was Jesus really born on December 25th? And what about the angel? Did they sing or not? What? No innkeeper? After reading the biblical account of the birth of Jesus, Lily and Abby are still confused. Through it all, Michael learns that even though some facts about the very first Christmas not, may not be clear, the truth about why Jesus came is everywhere in Scripture.
the last of the boxes from the attic, Mrs. Edwards. Oh, Lily, Abby, I just can't tell you how grateful I am for your help putting up my Christmas decorations this year. Well, it's our pleasure, Mrs. Edwards. Yes, ma'am. We thought you might need a little help this year since, uh, well, you know. I know, and bless you for that. But even when Mr. Edwards was alive these last few years, he couldn't help much with the decorating. Why, some of the decorations have just been collecting dust in the attic. Well, our friend Eden is supposed to come help, too, but we don't know what he is. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll be here soon. I'm just so excited to have you in my home. I'm going to make some cookies and whip up some of my famous hot chocolate while we wait on Ethan. That'll be great, Mrs. Edwards. Yes, that's so sweet of you. I'll be back in a jiffy. Okay, where is that Ethan? He said he'd be here. Well, you know how boys are. I'm afraid I do. They all have such commitment issues. Hey, girls, did I hear Sean talking about cookies and hot chocolate? Ethan, you're late. Where have you been? Yeah, well, about that, I've got something to tell you. Hello, um, Ethan? Who is that? Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. This is Michael, my little brother. Your little brother? I didn't know you had a little brother. I didn't till a few weeks ago. I'm adopted. Oh, that's cool. When I told you I hope Mrs. Edwards, I forgot that I told my parents that I watched Michael for an hour or so while they finished their Christmas shopping. So you want us to decorate Mrs. Edwards' house and help you babysit Michael? No, Michael won't be a problem. He just sits and reads anyway. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Hey, why don't we get started? Yeah, let's put up the decorations first. Yeah, they're in these boxes here that we brought down from the attic by ourselves. Okay, okay. Hey, Michael. Mrs. Edwards tree looks a lot like ours. Uh-huh. Michael said it was a real tree, but he had to get an artificial one this year. <laughs> oh, great. Nice. The first artificial trees were first created in the 19th century. The feathers were dyed green. That's nice, Michael. And modern-day artificial trees were created in 1930 by the Addis Brush Company, the makers of toilet brushes. What? One thing I need to tell you about Michael, he is full of interesting information. Michael, that's enough. Whatever. But that's disgusting. Ethan, do you know that you have a giant toilet bowl brush in your living room pretending to be a tree? I don't even want to think about that. Ooh, I kind of do. Sounds cool. No, I refuse to even think about it. Let's decorate something else, something that doesn't involve us actually touching the tree. Okay, well, here's last that says Nangerson on it. Now that's more like it. Yeah, Mrs. Edwards said she put them on the table right here. Cool. Now here's the stable, the manger, Mary and Joseph, and here are the wise men. Let's see. One, two, three. There may have been more than three wise men, you know, or maybe less. What? Yeah. The Bible does not say that there are three wise men, just that there are three gifts brought. We assume the rest. That can't be right. What about the song we sing every Christmas, We Three Kings?
Sons of Oriental, bearing gifts, we travel so far afield. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How many kings does the song say? Uh, three. Okay, really? Count off one, two, three, four. This is wrong. Yeah, somebody's got to go. How do we decide who goes and who stays? Okay, rock, paper, scissors. Michael, it isn't about how many wise men know are, so just sit down there and be quiet, okay? Now, here's the baby Jesus. You know, with our nativity scene at home, we don't put the baby Jesus in the manger until Christmas Eve, the night before his birthday. Really? December 25th is perhaps not the day in which Jesus was born. What? I see. 
said, we heard what you said, Michael, but what do you mean by that? Well, it's somewhat unlikely for Jesus to be born around April or May or even late in the summer. That's when shepherds watch over their flocks. Oh, great. Here we go. What are you talking about, Michael? Everybody knows that Jesus was born on December 25th. I mean, you mean, we're celebrating on the, the wrong, wrong day? day? Now, girls, don't get upset. I'm sure I might have mistaken, aren't you, Michael? Ethan, have you ever known me to be mistaken? Good point. Now, according to this book, Christmas Busters, the courting time for Jesus to be born is around, um, oh, April or May, or even late in the summer. That's when shepherds could watch over their flocks. That's Ooh, it's a scorcher today. Yeah, but it's dry heat. I'm glad I don't have to wear a wool coat like a sheep. <laughs> Me too. Hey, after work, let's go for a swim. Yeah, I brought my trunks. I brought my beach toys. And my flute. Squeak, squeak. You still wear a floaty? Really? Hey, what's wrong with that?
go, why does the whole world celebrate his birthday on December 25th then? Lily, don't ask him any more questions, please. In 273 AD, some churches decided to celebrate the birth of Christ on the day people already celebrated for the beginning of winter. Wait, you mean, yes, perhaps not in a Christian holiday. Oh no, that can't be. What are we going to do? We can't keep on celebrating on the wrong day with the wrong amount of wise men. Yeah, I've always believed these things about Christmas that maybe aren't true at all. I'm really bummed out. Now girls, don't overreact. My voice just... Well, you know, a little out there. No, I need to go somewhere and figure this out. I'll go with you. I don't want to celebrate something that's not true. Come on, Lily. Yeah, let's go. Are you happy now, Michael? You just ruined Christmas for everybody. What? I did? Yeah, thanks a lot, bro. Let's go home and see if Mom and Dad are home. This is the last time I'm letting you tag along. But what about missing? Come on. We go the cookies and the hot chocolate. Children, Abby, Lily, where did everybody go? I know that it's December. Christmas must be near I know I must remember Why you 
I know the real Christmas story is here somewhere in the Bible. Yeah, are you looking in the New Testament, Lily? Of course. I'm Matthew or Mark. No, it's Luke. I think I remember the Christmas stories in Luke somewhere. Here it is, Luke 2. Read it. Okay. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. No, 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 no. Fast forward. All right, verse 3. And Joseph also went up out of Galilee unto the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Skip on down. All right, verse 5. To be taxed was Mary, his espoused wife, being great with the child. So far, so good. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Okay. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Okay, great. At least we're sure that it happened in Bethlehem. His mother's name was Mary and her husband's name was Joseph. Jesus was laid in a manger and there is an innkeeper. Innkeeper? It doesn't say anything about an innkeeper. There's got to be an innkeeper. We always have an innkeeper at the Christmas pageants at church and he has one line. He says, no room. You mean he's not in there? No, it says because there is no room for them in the inn. It doesn't mention any innkeeper at all. No innkeeper, that's just wrong. What other Christmas can we bust today? The rest of it looks pretty much like we thought. Are you sure? Let me read this time. Here, start with verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone, and they were sore afraid. Okay, I love this next line. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. For on this day, in the city of David, a Savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. Okay, let me read. Verse 13. And there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wait, read the part about the heavenly host again. And there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Stop, it says saying and not singing? Yes. And you think the angel's always saying glory to God in the highest? Yeah, they always do in the Christmas pageant. Apparently another myth. high up in the sky way up there i wonder what i know they have good news to bring and how to sing they're just saying glory glory to god they're just saying glory glory to god glory glory to god they're just saying glory glory In the fields we roll, sheep a whip and toe to toe, waiting for that heavenly song, but something's wrong. They're just saying, Glory! Could have been.
this does that make? Well, there's the Wiseman thing. Is it three, less or more? And then the December 25th thing, was Jesus really born that day? No innkeeper, no singing angel. And don't forget about that giant toilet brush thing. Yeah, there's that. But it's the Bible story that doesn't line up with what we've always believed in that worries me most. True. I wonder what else that brainiac Michael can find to completely destroy our Christmas beliefs. Hey, girls. Speaking of Michael, is he with you? No, Ethan, we thought he was with you. Yeah, you're his babysitter, but apparently not a very good one. For real, I'll say. You know, when my parents told me I was getting a little brother, I was like, cool. Being the only child had its benefits, but I was ready for another kid in the family. But he also thought my mom was having a baby. This little bundle of joy, not this big bundle of joy. That would be sweet. Instead, I got this kid who's taller than I am, who looks like nobody in our family, and wanders off the minute to my back, and sounds like a miniature Einstein. Yeah, that's a problem. And he's always spouting off useless information like he knows what he's talking about. It's embarrassing. And now I feel bad, now that I don't feel bad, that he's gone. Wait, did that just come out of my mouth? Afraid so. Oh, man! First of all, Ethan, he's not gone. Yeah, he couldn't have gone far. Tell us what happened. After you left, Michael and I left too. Only when I got home, he wasn't with me. Yeah, you're a bad babysitter. <laughs> Thank you. I know that, but I can't find my little brother, okay? Well, where was he when you last saw him? He was behind me. Where behind you? On Mrs. Edwards' front porch, I think. Mrs. Edwards? Mrs. Edwards? Mrs. Edwards, we forgot about Mrs. Edwards, too. First, let's go back to her house and explain what happened. Then we can look for Michael. Oh, man, I've lost a brother and forgot a sweet little old lady all in one day. And all right here at Christmas.
melting all over for you. Really? I was being Mrs. Edwards the whole time. Michael, who are you talking to? Well, hello there, children. Hello, Mrs. Edwards. We're sorry I ran out on you like that. Yeah, we got kind of distracted. You might say that. It was my fault. What? Yeah, I got everybody distracted in my Christmas I didn't know that it would ruin it. I'm sorry, guys. Now, now, Michael, let's not sketch the truth. We've just been having a little talk about that, haven't we? Yes, ma'am. Michael and I have been having a wonderful talk talking about the distractions at Christmas time and somehow how to keep us from celebrating the birthday of Christ at Christmas. What do you mean? Michael, why don't you tell the others while I go get the hot chocolate for the new arrivals? It's still hot. Okay. Mrs. Edwards told me that there's some differences between Christmas and nobody knows for sure and that we shouldn't get distracted by that. So the truth about Christmas isn't written down anywhere? I didn't say that. So where can we find all these facts about Christmas? Well, that's where Michael and I were when you came in. The facts about the first Christmas aren't written down as far as we know. But the truth about Christmas is everywhere in God's word. I don't understand. Michael, do you remember some of the verses we talked about? Yeah, I I thought you'd like that one. Children, come over here and sit down. Michael, can you tell the others something about that verse? Yeah. Okay, so Mrs. Edwards told me that there was a baby and God sent his Jesus to be born in um, Bemas so that we may receive adoption to be sons of God. Adopt like me. So you see, children, that's one of the truths, the things we know for sure about Christmas. I'm still confused. What does adoption have to do with Christmas? Oh, Ethan, everything. Michael, why don't you tell him? Okay. God the Father sent his son Jesus to Bethlehem, and that's what I thought it was for Christmas. But then Edwards explained it to me, and now that the story doesn't stop there. He grew up to become a man, but he wasn't just a man, he was God's Good, you keep going. He died on the cross, so we pay the price for our sins. But three days later, he rose again. Because of that, when we believe in him, we get to talk to our dad. And the best part is, we get to receive eternal life in heaven. So you see, children, there's a big difference between the facts and the truth. That's great. Yeah, it is. I guess we have two things in common now, Michael. What about Ethan, our earthly parents, and our Heavenly Father?
too many times we let the facts get in our way. We get so caught up in the things going on around us that we lose sight of the truth that God has given us. And no matter what facts life throws at us, God is always in control. So we may never know if there were three wise men or three hundred, or if there really was an innkeeper, or exactly when Jesus was born. That's right, children. We may never know these things until we get to heaven. But let's not let that keep us from digging into God's word and finding the truth he has for us there. See the difference between knowing the facts and knowing the truth. You were listening, Michael. Very good. Now, let's get back to drinking hot chocolate and decorating, okay? You know, Michael, I'm going to like having a brother. Me too, Ethan. Me too.
Oh, one more round of applause. That was awesome. Woo! Hallelujah. Good stuff. Man, we got some talent in this church, don't we? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, fact versus truth. And we've seen that through our whole lives. And the truth is this, that man was created by God and man sinned. It was his choice. Don't eat from one tree. And we're not even sure what kind of fruit that was. It wasn't told. Some say it was an apple, pear. I doubt it was a banana. I don't know. But we don't know. But we know that they did eat and they sinned and they were thrown out of the Garden of Eden. And relationship was broken. But God had a plan and his name was Jesus. Jesus had it all. He was perfect. He was in heaven. But what did he do? He gave it all up. Come down to earth as a man so you and I could have it all. He gave it all up so you and I could have it all. He had it all and gave it all up. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. And you know, when he was born, those two or three or five or ten wise men went after him. And another fact we're not sure about is when they actually got to him. They say it wasn't when he was born. It took maybe two years for those wise men to find Jesus. And he would have been a little boy, maybe two years old by then. So there's lots of things we don't know. But the truth is that he came for you and I so we might have life again. It was his choice. Nobody made Jesus go to that cross. The Bible says that, list, if you need it, a thousand angels will come down here. Smite everybody at your will. And Jesus said, absolutely not. I love them, and I want to die for them so they can have eternal life, so they can have a relationship with me 
again. It's not just about heaven. It's about a relationship with us. And that's what it's about. Eternity and heaven, that's just, I don't know, I guess that's an extra bonus. So today, if you really don't know Jesus, you don't know much about him, but you know that you are a sinner because the Bible said everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody has either lied, stolen something, whatever the sin might be, we all sin. And we can't pay that price, so Jesus did it for us. If you know that's you today, and you really want the true meaning of Christmas and, and want to live Christmas the right way, knowing the truth for the very first time and asking Jesus into your heart, we're going to pray right now, whether it be a child, whether it be an adult. You know, and I hope that inside you're like these kids that came up on the stage, the first ones, and they got up on that riser and leaped on the couch. <laughs> you know, that's what Jesus wants when he was on the earth and he was walking and all of a sudden, all the kids came to him. I see them coming to him like that. Whoa, they've heard about him. And, man, they're running to him and running in his arms and jumping at him and stuff. And then those, those 12 disciples like, whoa, whoa, back off, back off. Knock it off. And Jesus said, absolutely not. You let these kids come. If you're not like one of these, you're not getting into heaven. Man, kids bring life. And they're real and they're sincere. And that's what Jesus is all about. So if you really want him today and you don't know him or you once knew him and you know what, he's way, way off in the distance, then I want you to bow your head and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now and I am a sinner. I have sinned. But God, I want you into my life. So please, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash them as far as the east is from the west right now. And remember them no more. Now, Father, I thank you that I am saved, that I am born again, that I am going to heaven when I die. And right now I have a relationship once more with you. Thank you for that, Lord. And Father, help me. Put me around good people that know the truth and that can help me grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus one more clap for tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Now, if that's you and, and you don't have a church, obviously this is a good one. Not just because I attend here, but this church preaches truth. Not just fact, but truth. As a shepherd, we watch out for you. But still, it's up to you to open up that Bible and search the truth like he did. And find it. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what we have to do to grow. And we're a family, and we can help you do that. Amen? Amen. How many of you had a wonderful time tonight? It was awesome. You guys rocked. It was fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming tonight. And I think that's all we have, if, unless there's anything else that we have. Thank you so much. You can grab all your kids and everything, and you guys have a great night. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday night. Amen. Be blessed. Thanks. <laughs>